Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Celtic stuff live. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poulin. Here's John Duke. He's gearing up. He already knows. He already knows how I'm going to be on the show, so he's already he's already giggling because he just knows that this is going to be an absolute show. <laughs> Show. Show. So, uh, John and I are recording. This is going to get super informal. John and I are recording after the Houston Rockets game. And I just can't even, I'm just, I just, we, we got on, we talked for 20 minutes. And I'm just telling John, I 100% cannot stand watching this team this season. I hate it. It's like pulling teeth. You know, even though they didn't win games the last several years, you know, especially during the rebuild and everything, you always learn something from watching them. There were exciting moments. But, dude, this is horrible. This is, like, most of the time there are glimpses of great basketball. But for the most part, it's really low effort, matador defense, Kyrie jacking shots from wherever, not getting his teammates involved, his teammates sulking about it. Like, I've just never seen, I've just never seen such a show. And I just, I can't take it, John. I literally, like, I'm watching less and less games because it's just, like, it kind of reminds me of the presidential election a couple of years back. I'd get on Facebook and all I would see is all this negativity and it's like, other than when I hop on the show with you, John, I just don't even talk about the Celtics anymore because I'll just get negative. And so I uninstalled Facebook during the presidential election, and I'm getting ready to uninstall the NBA, at least the Celtics games, because I just can't take it, dude. It just puts me in a bad mood. And, like, I'm in it to have fun. And even when they didn't win every game, I loved it with the young guys. And I tweeted this out the other day, and I got a few likes on it, but – Jalen Brown is like the only bright spot of the last week. Like his aggressiveness and everything else has been fantastic. And guess what? I have to look forward to one of my favorite players. The guy they drafted number three, the one that I wanted that nobody else wanted is finally going to start showing out and they're just going to trade his ass. And I just can't stand it, John. I'm sorry. 
You have to carry me through this show because I'm not, I'm just, I'm a wounded soldier, dude. I can't stand it. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not alone, at least in being frustrated. I think everybody's frustrated. I mean, there's no it's doubt. It's just a waste of my time. Like, I feel like I have, well, to, you know, on the one yeah. hand, I, I feel like I have to watch these games. You know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm like, I'm not even bothering. I couldn't catch the Toronto game live. I'm in the gym the next morning. I'm planning on watching it the next night to get caught up. And I'm in the gym and it just watching these highlights of us getting our butts kicked. And I was just like, you know, this team just, it's just, they don't have the fire in their belly and they barely showed it in the second half against Houston. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I thought they looked pretty good, you know, in that, at that, at the end of, at the end with, against, you mean with, with Kyrie on the bench? Yeah. Well, awesome. yeah. Well, let, I mean, let, you got to take these things in pieces, I think, because you can't, I don't think you can throw it all together. I mean, certainly thrown all together, it's not working, right? But, uh, I think it's, you got to look at the individual pieces and what is, what isn't. And clearly, let's start with a positive. Jalen Brown's working. Jalen Brown is doing what Jalen Brown, he's doing what the team needs him to do. Uh, and then some. He's, he's playing great basketball right now. He is, he, you know, you could say he's the lone bright spot. I mean, I think Al Horford had a, had a pretty good, um, week last week. You know, I, I don't, you know, I wasn't so excited about the Toronto game, but yeah, but, but I for thought, the most part, he's generally steady. He's, you can give Al Horford, Horford a pass. You right yeah. for the whole season. You can give Al Horford a pass. For the most part, he's a stalwart, and you know, I, I know we called him out on the last show because you know we're saying he needs to be the one to get pissed to finally pull this together. But maybe it's just not possible. But. You can pretty much count on him, even though they're getting creamed in the paint, especially in the first half against Houston, just destroyed in the paint. But that's not Al Horford. That's, not him. that's no. team defense. Yeah. That, so, right. And so right. do you that's think Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown kind of tightened that up? How about him Absolutely. drawing that charge from Harden? That was a great play. I mean, rotating the right spot. Absolutely. And his pressure on the ball, just phenomenal. I mean, really phenomenal. Really good in that second half, you know. I like how he's got his handle together in the break and he slows mm-hmm. down a little bit instead of just going right at it and losing the handle, which is why he just yeah. never changed his tempo. He never read the defender. He would just go and go and he couldn't keep his body together until he finally, you know, when he finally got to the rim. But now it seems like he's got these moments. He'll stop, let the defender go by, go back up. Like it's it's starting to slow down for him as a, as the old cliche goes. I think it is, and I and I think you know you can see both he and and Jason really are becoming players that uh, are becoming very adept at attacking in transition, which is uh, somewhat interesting. You know, as this team kind of develops and grows, um, that seems to be a strength for them. Uh, you know, we can talk about that's my I, favorite brand of basketball. So yeah, we, absolutely. We can, we can finish this about Jalen, and we could go into that and how that's not Kyrie. <laughs> well, Jesus, oh my God. <laughs> well, let's just—I mean, let's talk about what's working, and then build off of that because I think I think Jalen's working, and I think that right now he is somebody who needs a bigger role. He's closing the games now. I'm glad to see that. Uh, I thought Tatum actually played pretty well, especially in that second half. I think he's an inclusion. He's 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 a, a building block piece. Um, the, the question's consistent. Time to make him a starter. 
Time to make him a starter. Um, well, we talked about it a little bit if, on the last show. Wanna, and he hadn't even had the week he just had. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we need to talk about what that means in that second, that first unit, um, because Mook was horrendous in that first half. Just bad, 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 bad. I mean, everything. Every missed rotations, uh, not communicating. Um, for all the good we saw of him uh, on. Um, in the Portland game, uh, you know, or I should say in the Washington Wizards game, you know, the, the, the building blocks, you know, bringing soul to the team, I guess, it, he was bad today. Just really, really bad. And, to, and, and you really didn't see him at all in the fourth quarter, which I thought was a good step from Brad Stevens to take him out. Um, but so you, let's say you take Jalen out in and you take Mook out. That puts a lot of onus on, I think Jason Tatum probably to be a better rebounder. Um, he kind of missed that key rebound at the end of the game, uh, that, uh, PJ Tucker ended up getting that, you know, kind of, if they had any chance, I guess, with about 50 seconds to go, getting that rebound would have been a key spot. Didn't happen. And, you know, there we were. I think that that, that's the thing I'm looking at is basically they're going to the, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they're, they're a lineup of death. Um, with Marcus in instead of Hayward, you know, is that the right move? I mean, what do you think? Is that going to help? I know you're going to say Kyrie sucks and that doesn't matter, but <laughs> I'm going to say that, that I don't a step think... in the right direction. I well, guess. here's the thing. This would be the test for Kyrie. This is the one thing. This would be the litmus for me. Yeah. If you put Jalen in that starting lineup and Kyrie continues not to find ways to get Jalen the ball, then in my opinion, see you later in the off season. Bye-bye. You got a guy who's playing hot. If he can't feed another hot hand in the team, he's got no business being here and definitely not in Brad's brand of basketball. Brad made this work without Kyrie. Actually, you can also say it worked better without Kyrie and has worked better without Kyrie. So, do we want to have a Kyrie Irving in the postseason to win games and, you know, everything that we've talked about all season long? Yeah, of course we do, but not if he can't feed the hot hand. He's just not big enough, and he's just not good enough to do it the way LeBron did it all on his own. And I hope to God that that's not what he's trying to emulate because if he can't figure out how to find the guy that takes the pressure off of him, then this thing's toast. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if that's the the straw, but it it's certainly a big straw. You know, it it's a situation where, you know, this is a guy who's got something working, and why can't you work with him? You know, and and I don't, I haven't. Don't you agree that's noticed. the litmus test, though? Well, I don't. But truthfully, I haven't seen a situation where I felt like Kyrie looked off passing to Jalen. You know. I know we say it doesn't yeah, but work, the problem is, but it yeah, didn't the, work early on. It didn't work with anybody early on, you know? So I don't feel like, I feel like Jalen was bad everywhere. Yeah, but and you so know we what? Went to oh, a, hold on, hold on, this. hold on. Yeah. Jalen in Kyrie's offense is often parked out in the corner. And that's part of the problem too. But so is Hayward and so is, so is Tatum. I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's a function of lack of ball movement and, or that the transition I don't know that that's a, that's a Jalen Kyrie. I don't know. That, that whole transition. You think so, it's personal? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I definitely, I doubt, look, there's something personal going on with this team. 
because yep. because there's just so is it personal between Kyrie and Jalen? I have no idea, but yeah. there is definitely personality, personal feelings, blah, all the muck is definitely going on with this team because you can see it on the court. They just can't they can't get it together. They they're not a team. That's why they're so unwatchable for me. You know, even when they have moments of success, you just, I just, you know, you see Kyrie sometimes on the bench and he's rooting the team on and stuff like that. But I just don't, I just don't see the genuine enthusiasm with the players who are out on the floor for each other all the time. And, you know, people want to simplify it that it's just this young crew versus the old crew. I actually think it's a style of basketball versus a style of basketball crew. I think it's the up-tempo crew versus the half-court crew. The guys who like playing half-court like to do it a certain way, and you've got the pick-and-roll, and you've got the ISO, and then you've got guys like Jalen who knows that if they run the floor like Tommy says, that there's going to be points. You know what I mean? That are going to come yeah. easy. And this team should be one of the most successful offensive teams in the league. And the truth is, in the half court, they're mediocre. But when they attack, they get some baskets. They can make up for that. And it makes them play defense harder. If you're up for the up-tempo kind of game, and these guys got the legs because they're a young team across the board, including Kyrie, you know, just some younger than others. But if you've got the horses and you've got the legs to run, it fuels the defense. It makes them want to get the turnover because then they're going to run. But if you want to pull it back and set up the half court instead of attacking in transition, I think that's where some of the defensive lapses are coming from. It's just not rewarding. Hmm. Well, it's, you know, this is, so that kind of goes to the, something that I see, which is the idea is that Brad is the issue and Brad's a problem. And I, I think there are things that I would like to see him do differently. Every coach has a billion people. I mean, I just was coaching the travel team game today and there's a trust with those. Every person, there was opinions about what I did and what I didn't do. Um, and I think everyone says, well, it's the rotations and the timeouts, right? That's what everyone thinks it is. One, and I'll say this again for the billionth time, part of the reason why the players in the past, not this year, but in the past have played so well and have grown under Brad Stevens is he has let them work through their, their growing pains and he has given them confidence when they didn't have any. That's why Terry Rozier became Terry Rozier. That's why Jalen Brown became Jalen Brown. It's partly why Isaiah Thomas became Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley and blah, 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 blah. So there's that. We'll put that aside and we'll say Brad Stevens, he does that. The issue this year, I think, is different. I think the issue this year is we have a number of people who are capable. And I think part of the problem that Brad either isn't adjusting to or is has been reticent to is he's trying to build a team. He's trying to build this confidence. But the issue is that there are players who are playing well, perhaps, and He's not reacting quickly enough. He's trying to get everybody to play well, and it's it's too many players. It's He has too many players he's trying to build off of, and he has to be willing to probably cut away some of that. And we've talked about being Terry Rozier. I think another guy we're talking about right now is, is Marcus Morris, as a guy that you got to be able to live without his game until he can reestablish himself. We get Shemi Ojale sitting on the bench who hasn't gotten a look all year because nobody has fallen out 
And I think this is a time, not that Shemi Ojale has earned space, but Marcus Morris has lost space. And we yeah, feel well, that with Jalen Brown. He did earn a little bit. I mean, he got the matchup against Giannis, I think, in the first game against Milwaukee. You know, I know that's situational, but he played some great defense. I know what yeah. you're saying. He didn't get his stretch. He, he's, he's, yeah, he's he hasn't. On, but he hasn't gotten his stretch. Right. He's been pushed out of it, you know, and, and, and I'd say even you could even argue Robert Williams has gotten more of a shot probably than Shemi Ojale. And this isn't to, to throw plot at Shemi Ojale. All I'm saying is that there's so many players on this roster and so many people reasonably, logically deserving of time. It's an impossible job. And the coach's job is to give himself as, you know, is, is partly to give himself as many options as he can to play against the other team. But right now, he has to run the risk of losing players to establish a flow and establish a chemistry. And he hasn't been able to do that. And I know Louis says it's the coach's job and it's the coach's job, but recognize, well, this has always been an issue and all, I hear that all the time, but those are the things that have built that have led for a great season last season at the hospital Celtics, a great season the year before that for the punk rock Celtics, a great season before that. I mean, over the, he's overdoing what the expectations are over and over and over again. This has happened. Brad Stevens doing the same things that he's doing now. I think it's, he's, this is a learning process and he's got to learn, but I want to see Jalen Brown out there. He's playing well. He deserves it. I think Marcus Morris is not playing well right now. He doesn't deserve it, right? It has nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. Nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. I don't you think know? so. And I think there's a chemistry issue, but I I think we've gotten to the point with Kyrie Irving personally that I think Kyrie Irving, everyone is watching every friggin' thing that guy does to such a degree that there's no there's no way everyone's gonna be happy. It's Goldilocks at this point. Everybody is picking apart every little thing that guy does. Yeah, but what? It's okay. crazy. There's right. nothing he could do that will make everyone happy. We're gonna oh, go he to said too little. Oh, he's mad. All right, he hold said on, hold too on. Much. Why is he complaining? Like there is no happy medium. Okay, the only we, thing he could do hold is on, hold on, hold play on. well. We're at the mid roll. We've got to do the commercial mid roll. So you can we can come back to that because there's no way that is gonna close in the next 10 minutes. So we're going to go to do the mid roll. We're going to let everybody know about our sponsors and then you and I can come back and you're going to lead back in with that just to set the table again, because I'm ready to fight. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, you can follow sell this stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS media network at CLNS media, facebook.com slash CLNS fans and download the CLNS media app for iOS and Android. So now betonline.ag, another huge week across the NBA. The Celtics went one and three with what should have been some very exciting matchups. But there's another week ahead. They've got the Warriors. They've got the Kings. They've got a rematch against the Lakers. That was an L as well uh, in the last matchup. So hopefully they got revenge on their minds. But there's only one place to get in on all of this action, and it's betonline.ag. Sports casino, virtual casino, you name it, betonline.ag. 
They are CLNS Media's preferred sports book online. And if you use promo code CLNS50, we're going to get you a 50% cash back bonus on your first deposit just for signing up. I think I'm going to go with the Warriors as the game of the week on Tuesday night. So make sure you go online. Controversial (laughs) pick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Lakers rematch, Celtics no. Lakers history. You it's know, a good one. Both teams being complete garbage. It might not be a good one. Look at the way they played against Toronto no. and, uh, all right, hold on. We're going to finish the ad. Go online or use your mobile phone to sign up today at betonline.ag and try in-game live betting where you can participate with all the action with every player. Remember, you can go to clnsmedia.com slash win. There you will enter your promo code CLNS50 for 50% cash back on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sports experts. The big in big wireless provider stands for a lot of things. Big contracts, big bills, and big fees. What big wireless doesn't want you to know is there's a way to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Introducing Mint Mobile, the game-changing company that's taken everything wrong with big wireless and made it right. Mint Mobile makes it so easy to cut your bill down to just 15 bucks a month. You can even keep your old number along with all your existing contacts with any Mint Mobile plan. There's no more paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card, go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash podcast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month and get free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card at mintmobile.com slash podcast. All right, John. So we have to go back to the Kyrie thing. I don't know if you remember how you set that up, but I was definitely ready to get into an argument with you. So you really don't think it has anything to do with Kyrie at all. Like you don't, you don't think that maybe the guy is just a jerk. Like, is it possible that as good as he is, that he's just kind of a jerk and that that's causing the problems? It's possible. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible he's a jerk. It's possible nobody likes him. It's possible that, that behind the scenes, everyone's frustrated and, and just wants him out of here and his attitude and his ego is out of control and nobody likes him. That's, that's all entirely possible, but that has nothing to do with the reaction to everything that he does in every post game interview. I mean, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Every time I, Post game, it's just like, let's, let's pick it apart for, I mean, this is a Bruder film, got less, <laughs> less review than every friggin' Kyrie Irving. He sells the shoes, it's man. So it comes ridiculous. with it. LeBron had to deal with it. Everybody has to deal with this. But if you're a star, to. he has to learn how to deal with it. But, okay, but let's, I hear you, but let's, let's just talk about that. So, He's not LeBron. He wants his cake and he wants to eat it too, right? He wants to be able to say, um, I should be able to say whatever I want. I should, I should have the freedom to, to communicate with the, you know, to do whatever. And yet he, but he wants to confront the nature by which, uh, you know, the, the 
we are communicated, you know, the fans are communicated through, basically through the media. And then at the same point, he wants to be able to, to set the narrative. He, he can't have it both ways. He wants to fight the war with the media empire, as he calls it. And yet he doesn't want it to distract from the team. He wants to be able to play the game and not have an issue, but he wants to fight this war against, you know, the narrative that's out there. I think it's yeah, completely unfair. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. He, well, right. And, and he can't do it. Nope. He wants, to, and, and so my criticism of him is that he can't do that. It's just, that's the way the game's played. And you have to be willing to go to uh, the media. And if you want to shoot it down, you got to shoot it down. And, but he's right in that he shouldn't have to, but that's the way it is. So instead, now we're at this point where the team plays poorly and we're picking apart, you know, is he mad? Is he angry? Who's he mad at? You know, what's the, you know, is he saying too much? Is he not saying enough? It's Goldilocks. It's this porch is too hot. This porch is too cold. I mean, it's never just right. And I'm just, I'm as tired of, I don't like his answers, but I'm more frustrated and more annoyed with everybody's over-analysis of what he says and what he means by what he's saying. Because truthfully, he's not saying anything. It's like Belichick. Belichick doesn't say anything. He doesn't want to give you anything, you know, at this point. And I'm not saying he's a master of the media or anything like that. But it just it's like, you know, today he has like – he spoke for less than a minute. He answered four questions. I don't think he had said more than 30 words. But – so what? And people were flipping out, like, "Oh, he wants out of here. He hates everybody." Like, we don't know that. That's not reported. Yeah, but here's why. Here's it's a why. lot of supposition. He's the face of the team. He should be leading the team to success. Everybody's trying to read between the tea leaves and figure out what the hell's going on. You know, we're we're no smarter than them in our intuition that something personal is going on here. And some people may have a clue of what it is. Maybe Steve Bullpett has an idea. You know what I mean? But these guys can't always tell you what's going on behind the scenes. Or maybe they don't know. Maybe it really is being fairly well contained. I doubt it, though. In retrospect and having you know access to the locker room and talking, there are just things that you know that you can't report on. And there are people like I'm sure Mike Gorman has a pretty good idea of what's going on. And I thought about that today when I was watching the game and I was just painfully suffering through it until the spurt that basically was led by Jalen Brown in the, in the fourth quarter there without Kyrie on the floor. And I was thinking to myself before that, I was like, poor Mike, just because he's what he's got to watch these games and he's got to make it interesting And he probably knows what's going on in the locker room that's causing the problems, or he's got a pretty good sense of it. I realize he's not walking around the locker room every day, but he's traveling with the team. I'm sure he picks up on things. He's been watching franchises like this for how many years now? Over 30? Right. Over 30? Yeah, over 30. Oh, yeah. Over 30 years. So 35. 35, right. I was going to say, I I was going to say over 40. 37. I I don't know if he's quite to 40 yet, but 37. Yeah. Right. Early 80s to late 2010. So either way, he's been doing this a long time. He's seen a lot of these cultures. He's seen a lot of this chemistry. And I just wonder if it's as painful for him as it is for us when it's bad like this. And that's, you know, I know we haven't done any interviews in a long time and, you know, Mike wouldn't be able to tell us the answer to that question anyway, right? I mean, he'll be able to give us some sort of an answer, but not the specifics that the media keeps trying to dig out of Kyrie. And you're right. 
he's not going to tell him anything because he doesn't want to hurt his chances of re-signing. He doesn't want to look like a cancer if he decides he wants to go somewhere else. It's all down in terms of his stock if he opens up this can of worms. It's amazing, though, that if he is an issue or there is an issue, that somebody else hasn't laid it out there. We've seen little spurts of fire, right? Jalen said, we got to fix this, and Marcus Morris got all pissy. But how many guys got to get angry? And and even then, it has like the, it has like a two-game like staying power before it's all unraveled. Whatever motivation was created is gone again. Um, yeah. It's, it's just really odd. I mean, one in three. What did you say, John? What do we say? Did you go four and zero last week? I think so, yeah. You went four and zero last week, and they were one and three. And every yeah. week, you want to do the thing you did last year that worked. Oh yeah, three and zero, two and zero, and I'd be like, well, you know, we got to throw a loss in there somewhere. We have to be reasonable. And then this year, I mean, I'm going zero and three this week. They're going to lose to the damn Kings. I just, I'm just telling you right now. Week ahead, zero and three. This thing's getting worse now. It's good. Somebody else, I think it was Sailboat Studios said, remember last year before the All-Star break, everything was bad, and they came back from the All-Star break, and they lit the world on fire? And and I was really hopeful for that, and I'm not anymore. I'm not. That actually kind of like turned my attitude around over the All-Star break, and then we came back, and it's just more of the same. I think it's going to get way worse before it gets better. I, I think I think if it does get better, it won't be till the postseason. I don't think it will get worse. Um, I think it will stay the same, which is still dysfunctional. One in three? Uh, but uh, 25% of their wins? Well, one in three. What do you mean one in three? One in three in the last four games, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Well, they're three and seven. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, in the last ten. I mean, I, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is, I mean, I is it really possible sh- that they slide to like the sixth or seventh seed? No, the seven. They're like set, they're six and a half games up. That's not going to happen. They're they're solidly, I think, in the five spot. It would it would take crazy things to happen. So we won't see a home series, but they'll make the postseason. But the, it's yeah, home series is like I I know what you're saying, but it's like <laughs> you know, it's only it's, one extra game if you one go extra seven. game. I get it. Yeah, and, and frankly, if this team who is going to be you know, playing up here when they've been playing down here, um, when they go to the postseason, they should be, it should be all the difference. They should be able to win, I guess, on the road. I guess they should be able to get that game. You know, I mean, they get, hey, we know they got the game in Philly with the, the confetti. So it's not like they can't win in Philly. You know, uh, I have more concerns about winning in Toronto. Um, but, and they were frankly, a, a, a couple bad calls from winning the Milwaukee game too. So I don't, I don't, that doesn't worry me. What worries me is this, you know, uh, our guy, we were just talking about Mike Gorman. Mike Gorman after the game, they were talking to him and Tommy after the game. And, and Mike said, the question was something about, you know, can they flip the switch? And Mike said, I don't think they know what the switch is, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I think that's true. I, I think Kyrie, I mean, I don't want to go back to that, but Kyrie is so out of source right now. I mean, his shot is way off, right? I mean, the Chicago game, he was off. Most of the Milwaukee game, it was off. Um, you think he's going through the David Price effect? Um, 
I mean, you mentioned the media and the Knicks. I think that's what it's about. And the pressure in Boston. Do you think he's just going through the David Price thing? He keeps talking about how, you know, the media has ruined ruined locker rooms. He's talked about that a couple times, even before this, like, really blew up. And, you know, I think it's – But how's he going to handle – you know what, though? If he runs off – like, let's say he does leave and he runs off to New York City, it ain't getting any better there. You know what I mean? Like you've been you've been playing for a very successful small market team. This is your first time in the limelight. So you, if he's really going to go chase the big money in the big market, he's going to have to figure this out. Even if yeah. he stays, and if he stays here, but either way, Look, this is something he's got to figure out. He can't say that the media's no. destroyed locker rooms. He's got to be the leader that rises above that. I mean, if he leaves, it it's he's going to have some some work to do. You know, I, I really, he's going to have some work to do. Like you said, he's going to have some work to do either way, but he's going to really have some work to do if he leaves here. Because, uh, even they're if gonna he pounce. leaves to go they're with gonna Durant, it's not going to get better. Oh, they're going to pounce on. Oh, him. they're going to pounce. They're going to carve gonna be him worse. up. Yep. It'll be the worse sharks. than when, when LeBron went to Miami. It's going to yep. be worse than that because every, it, not because people are going to feel like he's, a traitor. You know, one. No, but, totally. Yep. And, and certainly he would be public enemy number one here. Um, and he has the right to choose and all that. We know that, but I don't know if he would stand be up public enemy the... number one. I mean, I think people would dislike him, but I think oh. there's a lot of people that'll be happy to see him go. I think they would love to hate him. And oh yeah, um, for sure. But I, I think that's this love to see him go thing is, is foolish because I think that that's. If you want to win an NBA championship, then you you want Kyrie Irving on this team. You know, if you're trying to like, well, I want to feel good about the team stuff, then I I don't know what to tell you. If you but want to win an NBA championship, playing, I, I, I believe you need him what, here. I believe what you're saying, although I'm just not sure that he's going to be able to do it here. You, you, I'm I'm going to say you this. Have to get Davis? I'm, no, I'm going to say this. If you want to win an NBA championship, you need a player like Kyrie Irving. But I'm not sure that Kyrie is working out here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but let's like, okay. at, like, like, yes, in in a nebulous vortex of, you know, fantasy, right? Like you you'd plug you would plug in a Kyrie Irving on a team that you want to go win a championship, and it would be a no brainer. I'm just not sure it works for everybody, and that's why I brought up the David Price effect. I'm just not sure it's a fit. And, you know, I don't know that we've ever really seen that in basketball, like, to this potential degree, which is why it makes it hard to believe. You know, you see it in baseball all the time. You know, the limelight, and it's 162 games, and – and or am I right about that? Yeah. 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 And, and you know, ba- so basketball is half that many, and it is a rhythm sport, but it's not rhythm like baseball. It's right. much, you know, so much more kinetic in basketball that guys find their shot, you know, very quickly just by taking shots. But, you know, you get up to the bat and you've only got three at bats. And, you know, I, I think it's much harder when you get into a funk in baseball to get out of it. And then once the limelight's on, it just gets in your head. But in basketball, I don't know. And, and, but in this case, I just wonder if he's really a fit for this area. Like, if, can he really handle it? Yeah, but look at look at where all of this media stuff has started. It's not been the local press. It's not been you know Bullpat grilling him and you know Chris Forsberg and Hamelsbach. It's not those guys. This all of this started from 
freaking Rich Paul talking to Chris Haynes and talking to Windhorst and talking to Sham Sharania. I mean, that's how this started. You know, if he's blaming, see, that's where I think it, you know, that, that's when he went at, at bullpen. We talked about that last time. If he's going to blame bullpen and blame like the local media, then, then he's an idiot, you know, and he might be an idiot. But he might be. That's he might what be. I'm saying. But, but, that, but the problem is, is that like, we're, we're making, we're jumping from like step one to step 50 on that. We're guessing, 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 guessing. Cause he has not once said that that's the issue. He hasn't even once said he's not returning here. He says July 1st. The only thing he said definitively on the topic is I'll, I'll be here if you want me. Right. I mean, that's the only definitive thing he said, you know, and Boston's in the lead. Wow. So wow. why, why well, we, we, we basically like just said he's, this. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but that's the but Belichickian that's, move of it all. And, and, what? and I, and I think, I think he does want to be here. And I think he thinks that Anthony right. Davis is coming. And then maybe, so maybe, maybe this whole culture thing is that everybody knows that they, they're not building for the future, regardless of the whole pie of who's staying, who's going, whatever, whatever. Maybe it's because this team knows that they're not building for the future. Maybe the Anthony Davis stuff is everything that they needed for them to all just be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. We could win a championship and then we'll all have to say goodbye to each other. So screw that. Who cares? It's a grind. I'd rather get into the offseason and get ready for next year and see what happens. And I don't mean it's even all that conscious. You know, a lot of that could be happening underneath the surface and the subconscious. You know what I mean? But when you've got to gear up and be motivated and pulled together, you know, last year they thought they were building for something. They thought they were proving people wrong. They had a chip on their shoulder. We can do this. We can rise above this adversity. What are they playing for this year? I get it. They're playing for a championship, and that should be all you need. But with the Anthony Davis stuff looming over everybody's shoulders and them not being able to click right away, and then whether it's the young players versus the pseudo-old players or it's up-tempo versus half-court style preferred, it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, none of these guys are getting along and it's because they don't have a reason to think that they're going to have to be together for the future. In a way, there might be this thing going on where they're like, we don't need each other because we're not going to be together. And if they don't need each other to look good because there's going to be an imminent change, everybody's thinking next year is going to be a fresh start, which is really, really too bad. Yeah, they're throwing away a year of their career because of that, if that's ultimately where it's coming down. And And I think that there's a good, I think there's a good, you know, chance that that's at least in some capacity. Yeah, part, part of, of the this, puzzle. Maybe not it, the whole yeah, puzzle, but I think it's a bigger part of the puzzle than Kyrie's personal feelings or, um, you know, people playing out of their position or I think the bigger impact in a grand sense on what this is, is that Jason Tatum knows that the Celtics are looking to possibly trade him and get Anthony Davis. And Jalen Brown knows the Celtics are possibly trading him to get Anthony Davis. And Kyrie Irving is saying they might trade half of these guys to get Anthony Davis. And I'm a free agent and I could go to Durant and I could go with Davis to this place or I could go to LA or like all of this is all going on. Yep. And no, it distracts nobody, from, no, there's no state you know, of power. Nobody's it, actually here. Because well, and, they're already gone, or possibly. Well, I don't even know if they're already gone, but it distracts from the ultimate goal. And last year, there was only, there was, there was, there was, there was only one goal, which is, we're, nobody's, everyone's counting us out. Let's do the best we can and push ahead. Like, there is no coalescing 
us against the world mentality. They're a group of 15 individuals. You know, last year it was nobody believes in us and let's show them. And they did. This year, everyone believed in them. Everyone thought they were wonderful. Everyone was telling them how great the they were. And they believed the hype. Tatum said so himself. And, and the play of each individual play was, player was off when they should have been coming together at the, in the early part of the year. And ever since then, now we have media narratives that have infected the locker room, infected individual players, and this whole thing is a complete disaster. The only thing we can hope for, in my mind, is that as we get closer to the playoffs or even in the playoffs, we are at that point where only one thing matters. And it's a little bit harder to focus on all the other stuff when you're in the regular season and you focus on one goal. And I think that's what kind of- to me, right. that's what Kyrie is saying. Kyrie is saying, and he said it last week, I just want to get done with the regular season. Yep, I'm yep. ready for the playoffs. Got He's it. not saying, I, I don't care about the regular season. He's like, I, I want all the noise. I want to shut it out. No, I get it. I they want, want one on goal. One thing. That's what you're saying. Win. They get one goal. Once the playoffs start, right. it'll turn around. In the meantime, there's no switch to flip, and they could get bounced. And we said this before, or I said this last week, I think there's a good chance that they do that thing where they almost get bounced in the first round. And then they vault off of that. And that's certainly a possibility. And it lines up with the whole psychology of what you just described. But we have to wrap the show. I'm going 0-3, bro. I mean it. It's just <laughs> I want the postseason to. What am I going to deal with? A month and a half? I got a month and a half of this garbage that I have to deal with. And then I will try to be oh. open-minded for the playoffs. So 0-3 is Justin's guess. The Kings sneak one on the second night of a road trip back-to-back. Road trips that have proven not to pull this team closer together. So, you're going 3-0? and You're going to be no. the aim to my yang? Come no. on, 3-0, no. John. Say no. it. You All went right, 3-0 oh, last three and week. What the hell not? Let's go. Let's go to L. Let's go to Golden State. We'll beat their ass. Okay, so go to easy. go to Sacramento. Say, look, we're gonna get a better draft pick. We're gonna beat your no ass. No more then middle we're going to L. A. And we're gonna show Rondo. Yep. We're gonna show LeBron. That's right. We're All gonna in. shock the world. All Reasonable, in, baby. Yep. Woo! That's perfect. I love it because. That's how it should be. All in. We, this team needs to be all in. I'm Whatever all they in. believe in, they got to be all in. They got to be 100%. So you're all in 3-0, and oh, and I'm all in. They suck. 0-3. Oh, <laughs> this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media Mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff writer Samuel Elias. Sammy! Executive producer Larry H. Russell and the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and also my co-host John Duke. I'm Justin Poulin. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. Celtic Stuff Live. All in, baby. All in. Nothing but nothing. Not, not, not none of this fifty percent nonsense. No, we've We're been waffling with like on. three and one, two and twos. Let's be reasonable. Nope, nope. All I right. mean, I just, I, I just feel like the unexpected is, is. I, I just, I don't know what to expect with them. So part of me is just like three and oh, Why the hell not? I mean. The, the I mean, I'd they like could go horse to water on that. Like you were like, no, no, no. I was like, come on, man. Do it.
do you it. You know what I mean? Somebody I has got to lead the way. Somebody has well, got to lead the way. And it's not going to be me, dude, because I am so down on this team right now. Like, it really is pulling teeth for me to watch a game. It's tough. And no, I used to really fun. love watching this team. God. Well, it, we, we should have – I think – we also had such a high high level of the bar was high, not just because of what we expected, but because of the fact that we had um, <laughs> we also had such fun, you know, in exceeding expectations year after year after every year. Brad's been here, right? Every year he's been here, they've exceeded expectations. This and the, the one year, year, and the one year they should do it, they don't, and that's frustrating. Right. But right. it's just blah, it's just blah, and yeah. and and you know, it's not painful to watch because they're not winning. It's painful to watch because of the effort. I yeah. mean, like, so yeah. here's an example. Remember the first Toronto loss? Mm-hmm. No sweat, dude. They fought mm-hmm. hard, and Toronto. You know, closed that game out and really rose above it in the final yep. minutes and, hot. and, and earned it. Right. Yep. So no yep. big deal. Those kinds of losses, no problem. Right. Staking 30 point leads and watching them dwindle or giving up the other team a 30 point lead and then mm-hmm. trying to come back and teasing us into watching and then not, ex- you know, and, and, and I get it. Like they were down twenty four points, just like they were the game you went to last year, or the mm-hmm. was it the year before? Was it? It was last year. Last year, yeah, yeah. So what? December twenty eighth. Yeah. yeah, right. So they were down. Yeah. Oh, they were down. Well, they were down twenty four at half and twenty six overall was yeah. the lowest point. Um. So yeah, and they you know they come back from that and it's, it's exciting and they they definitely charge to come back again this time, but. At some point, it's just like, how do you let that happen? Like, even watching the first half of that game, you know, all of a sudden I look up and they're down by 12. And I'm like, nope, I already know what's going on here. You know, but how many times did Harden just get to go right to the lane during that stretch? Unabated. He wasn't, like, knocking down crazy three-pointers with the travel step back or anything like that. He was nope. basically finding an easy path to the rim. Yep. And that's ridiculous. That's the stuff I can't stand. Like one play, yeah, sure, there's a breakdown. But over and over and you can't get it together. Like this team was so good defensively last year, you know, and it just makes me and even in the fourth quarter, once they brought Kyrie back in. How many times did Harden get matched up against Kyrie? And I'm going, no. And it actually didn't hurt yeah, because because yeah. he didn't wind up taking shots, but he could have, you know. Yeah, like, but he I don't, could have I, definitely taken Kyrie. I, so I was like, ooh, I don't like that. That's I, not well, safe for us. That, but that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's what's going to happen all playoffs. And they're going to try to match up everybody on Kyrie. You know, it's just it's like last year. You know, they're trying to get Rozier on, on a LeBron. You know, it's just that's what you do. You and that's playoff basketball is switch, 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 switch. Okay. Now we get the switch we want. Let's attack it. You know, and that's where the Celtics, their inability to really create an offense that can do that and punish those. I think that's really the, the problem. Shots don't drop and they can't get to the well, lane. It's they almost never. Get, that's why Jalen is such a breath of fresh air. He's well, the only guy going to the lane. Well, it's, but, but I, I think it's also that people don't, accept or know their role. 
you know, and, and you've, you know, sometimes they're outside of the, who they are. It's young players do that. That's why young players don't win. You know, they don't accept a role and like this, all the stuff. Remember when we were talking about how, how, what they were going to be like last year. And I was like, Oh, they're not going to be any good because the young kids and they'll be inconsistent and all that. Like That's I was, they right. are this year. I was just wrong. wrong I was just wrong right season. the wrong year. Yeah. You know, and it, but, but now I think the older guys, it's that with the younger kids, but on top of that, the older guys have their own individual things, whether it's, you know, Hayward trying to find who he was or who he is. And then Kyrie with all this, you know, stuff more Morris is, you know, he's a free agent to be. And so that's on his mind. It's just, it sucks, you know, and, uh, I don't know if anybody can navigate through that. You know, to put all that on Brad yeah. is unfair. These players have to have to take responsibility. Oh, I definitely don't put it on Brad, but no, we'll I save it not. for another show. We'll save it for another show. You got it. God. <laughs> God. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man.